0: Hello, all, and welcome back to a new season of TV and Us, a conversation show about the TV series we just can't stop talking about. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callan. And each season, we focus on a different show, reviewing it episode by episode, and we invite you to watch along with us. Right now, we are diving into the world of Marvel and we are reviewing Echo. And today we're going to be discussing episode one. So if you haven't watched episode one of Echo yet, this is your spoiler Please check it out before continuing to listen to the rest of this episode. All right, Sarah, we are back here with TV and us. Uh, kick us off with an IMDb summary for episode one.
1: Young Maya Lopez leaves her hometown of Tomahawk, Oklahoma, following her mother's death and moves to New York City, where Wilson Fisk raises her to be a ruthless assassin. Upon learning Fisk had her father killed, Maya shoots him and flees. <laughs> wow. Just all of the yeah. major plot events all of it. revealed. <laughs> you are not to be surprised. You know exactly what happens now. <laughs> Before we started
0: recording, we were talking about how um that's quite an IMDB summary when you just reveal all of the most important mm-hmm. things in the episode uh right off the bat. Yeah. So I'm so pleased the spoiler alert came before said <laughs> IMDB summary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so before we dive into the episode, uh, our episode titles of choice, which is kind of our uh, TV and us tradition here on the podcast, I think it'd be great to level set with everyone around our level of Marvel uh, excitement, fandom, how entrenched are we in this world, just to give context for all of the, the kind of backdrop of our thoughts and our opinions about Echo. So Sarah, what is your relationship with Marvel?
1: <laughs> what is my relationship with marvel <laughs> um i've watched most of the marvel movies but not any other like super recent ones i i don't think i've watched any of the movies after Endgame. um i kind of really got marveled out uh after that it was just too many for too long and i yeah. very much needed a break um so i I I don't know. I don't have a close relationship with Marvel. I guess you could say, but I did recently watch Loki and was pleasantly surprised. So I have I had some hope about Echo. I was like, okay, I'm I'm willing to give this a try. Um, I have also seen the uh, Netflix Daredevil series. Granted, that was like a number of years ago, so I don't super oh. remember that. But I I did watch that which is pretty closely related to echo so yes, uh, yeah i haven't seen hawkeye which is yeah. what this the is other. the spin-off mm-hmm. from uh but i have seen daredevil so
0: what about you jenny nice. That will be good context to share yes, uh, yep. for some of the cameos and kind of overlaps mm-hmm. that this domain will have in this show with some of those other ones. My relationship with Marvel, I'm fascinated by Marvel just at a high level, just the way that it was able to capture audiences and get like the masses to buy into and invest in so many characters and just the world building of this IP is incredible. They've done an amazing job and they've made a ton of money from it. Uh, but I was a very late adopter on getting, getting onto this Marvel train, uh, for the longest time, that like 12 year run of like golden Marvel period. Uh, I didn't watch most of them. And then all of a sudden, you know, infinity wars around the corner and games around the corner i'm like oh maybe i should catch up and watch uh, these movies and know what's happening <laughs> uh-huh. in the world and you did <laughs> everyone and their mother is talking about it and i did i think over the course of it was a pretty short period of time maybe a couple of months couple of weeks i watched so many marvel movies um you were pivotal in helping me figure out which ones were important to watch so i haven't really seen all of them like some of the dr strange ant-man some of the those i haven't seen but the big ones captain america all that uh we've we've prioritized a list to watch in preparation i did my homework in preparation for infinity mm-hmm. War. you did uh, so needless to say uh there are some characters that i recognize from other things um but for the most part i'm going into echo with like a pretty blank slate as far as the other People and and other worlds that this might be overlapping with, so that is going to shape my thoughts about this episode.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was very interested while watching. Uh, how you were going to receive this, because I, I felt like this episode is almost like a like a high context conversation. And if you don't have certain information, it's going to be a little bit harder to follow, maybe. So I I was very curious while watching. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a fun conversation just to try and see this through your eyes, since you don't know mm-hmm. some of the players in this. Yes, yes, very much so. So I was intrigued to
0: hear your thoughts about this because I know you've watched, maybe not all of them, but some of the the Marvel spinoff TV series that they've been doing, um, and are just a little bit more entrenched in this world. So, uh, all right, let's dive in, shall we? So yeah. here on TVNess, we have some traditions that we love to uh, celebrate and uphold season to season. One of them is that we do our episode titles of choice. So if we were to name this episode, what might we name this? Another one of our traditions is that we give out some awards because it's fun to give out awards and uh, celebrate some things that happened in um, this specific episode that we're talking about. So we will give out some TVNS awards later on in this episode. But first, what was your episode title of choice for Echo episode one?
1: Uh, mine is bullet or blade. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, lots of, mm-hmm, <laughs> lots
0: of choices. Yeah. Um, my episode title of choice is productive rage. Nice. I love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's now dive in fully to our thoughts about episode one of echo. Sarah,
1: Tell me your thoughts about how this how this worked for you. Yeah, uh, this is interesting because <laughs> i I enjoyed watching this episode mostly because of like the deaf representation on mm-hmm. screen, and so like that was super fun. And there's a lot with that that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm loving this. This is so great. Everybody's signing. I was just happy as a clam to be in all of that and and just seeing like deaf people have not always been well represented on screen. And so it's really great to see a deaf actress who is portraying a deaf character who is a superhero and is the titular character of this Marvel show. Like I, I loved all of that, had a great time with that. Uh, so that really colored my experience of watching uh and so then after the episode was over and i was starting to like think about it a little bit more critically (laughs) uh i don't think that the story was that great um to me like it felt a little bit disjointed um and some of the things that maybe should have been a little bit more weighty were just kind of glossed over uh, so I think that there's some choices with the writing and the storytelling that didn't really work. And I, I feel like I said earlier, it's a high context conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think even for somebody who's watched some of the other stuff, not all the stuff, there were still things that I was like, I'm, I'm missing some information here. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested enough to want to keep going on this journey. I, I like Maya enough to want mm-hmm. to know more, but I, I don't think that the story is as uh, maybe comprehensive as I would have liked it to have been.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I very much align with your thoughts about this. Um, <laughs> there was a moment when I was watching this episode where I was like, did I accidentally – Press episode two, because why (laughs) are there so many things that I feel like I should know that I don't feel prepped for? And I think it's interesting because in previous Marvel films, uh, they've done an amazing job bridging that gap of like, hey, you might not know these things and that's okay because the story is still so full and complete. Uh, without and knowing some of those details. But for those that do follow this world very, very closely, we've given you all of this like buffet of Easter eggs and details for you to feel incredibly rewarded for your dedication and commitment to this IP. So I'm like, Marvel, you know how to do this well. You've done it a million times before in all of the other movies to tell a complete story while also rewarding those that are diehard fans. And I feel like this episode did not do that well. And so it felt like a trailer. There's so many scenes Mm -hmm. where I was like, this feels like a trailer because we're just moving so fast through so many important scenes and moments that... Uh, I think we, we we almost need a time to breathe. And there's so much potential for this show. So I'm excited to see what they do on episode two. Um, but there's so much potential and there's such an amazing premise with a badass character, so much representation. The actress is fabulous in this role and is really bringing it. So the problem is not with her the or the character. The problem is with the pacing and the way that this episode was constructed i really like i, I wonder where they will go next because I, I read an interesting um piece that basically discussed how this felt this episode specifically felt like a very long previously on segment and i'm hoping yeah. that by episode two okay we've set all the context and now we can really dive into the story and gain some momentum and really like set up this arc because this we, we flew through so fast that I really wanted to like dwell in some of those moments. Um, And I don't feel like we got to know these characters and and really these characters as much as I, I would have wanted to as a newbie to these people. Um, So a running thought that I had while watching this was, I wonder if people that have followed all of the other ones, like, this is exciting to them because it feels like a continuation of the story so they you know jump right in and we're continuing on and i don't maybe they don't need any of that context but for someone that's going into this with a blank slate i didn't feel like um we were able to sink in deeply enough so i'm intrigued to see what they do with episode two i think episode two would be very telling
1: hmm yeah yeah i agree and i i do wonder if episode two is going to introduce us to all of these kind of characters on the perimeter, uh, which is just kind of an interesting way of structuring this. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's especially fascinating because it's tying into the daredevil series, which came out on Netflix, like quite a number of years ago. Like this was not a recent thing. Like Hawkeye was Fairly recent, so I really expected that they would do a little bit more to maybe remind us of of who these people are. I mean, I guess if you've watched Daredevil, you know that the dude in the white suit is Fisk, who is Kingpin, who is the bad guy. You know, you know, when Daredevil yeah. comes shooting in through the window, that that's Daredevil. But I don't know. I I also expected just a little bit more of like, okay. We are orienting ourselves in this world. (laughs) These are some of the players. Let us introduce you. But nope, they just dove us right in. We'll Mm -hmm. figure everything else out as we go, I guess. It felt like there
0: was so much left on the cutting room floor, you know? And part of my thought was like, hey, make this an eight-episode series, and then you have time. To like set that context bring us into this world and all of the players um and so i i don't know I, I think they could have maybe done this in a five episode series but there's just there's just too much that was happening in this episode and also just not enough emotional depth so i felt like i got a lot of information but i didn't have time to connect emotionally so because i mean important people die and we just resume right past mm-hmm. that and then we're introduced to yeah. like a very important character we just also are zooming right past that you know um yeah take i just am like take the time you know take more of our like eyeball time which is yeah. what you're one of your engagement metrics on you know like milk <laughs>
1: this yeah i thought that the choice for five episodes is very interesting too like yeah, I I have so many questions. Was this originally supposed to be six or eight or 10 and then was somehow cut down to five? And then at what point in the process was it cut down to five? Because five just feels like a weird number mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I am very curious what the original intention for this was and then yeah. how we got to what we ended up with. My optimistic side says
0: they're gonna do episode one is a previously on, and then we've got like mm. basically a four movement, okay, <laughs> piece of music coming, yeah. <laughs> because you okay, think they would do the six, you know, like like a one two three little mini arc, another one two three little mini arc that then is strung together in kind of this overarching arc, uh, but five is an interesting choice.
1: Yeah, I, I like your hypothesis. I am choosing to accept that. Yes. I'm going to come back next week and be like, um,
0: so we didn't get movement one. <laughs> <laughs> we got something else.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I I, know. I think that's a good hypothesis, though, because that does seem to be what they're doing. Like, episode one is, is essentially exposition. And, like, mm-hmm. this is who this person is. She's encountered a lot of tragedy. She... You know the stuff with Fisk is happening, and then her response to all of it is to try and take over his empire, and now yeah, we get to see what that looks like for the next four episodes. So I, I think that's a good, a good guess as to what we're going to see next.
0: It does kind of feel like that. I, I felt that same feeling at the end of this episode of just like, okay, now we can settle in. Like it's almost like, um, you know, when you're like learning a new game, you're like information overload okay Mm -hmm. there's all these moving pieces these are all of the people that are important and the backstory and mythology all of that okay now that you know all of that let's begin (laughs) that's that's really what because by the end of this episode she now has a very clear desire and, and 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 motivation and mission that she has been set up right and uh for most of this episode we don't really I, we're just kind of getting to know her she doesn't have a clear arc beginning yet and it only is at the end of the episode that we begin to see like okay this is what she wants now and the next four episodes will actually start that journey for her
1: mm-hmm yep we shall yeah. see we're gonna see her i don't know kicking ass and taking names mm-hmm would be great
0: you know what this episode does do, though, is give us, what? with its precious 49 minutes, This is very <laughs> smart for the episode to do, but we get, yep. like, a at least, like, a nine-minute long fight sequence that was mm-hmm. really fun, really great, long and meaty, so with some great choreography happening there. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was very smart for the show to do, to, like, really, like, give us a taste of what's to come. Um and Len kind of like, again, trailer, this is the trailer <laughs> for the show. This is what you can expect. Uh, this is what we will deliver for you. You know, that, that, that was a very smart choice. And it, it was a great scene.
1: I think especially because this is being positioned as this like grittier Marvel thing, you know, I think it was so smart to spend so much of the screen time in that mm-hmm. fight. Uh, cause that, Like you said it is like a trailer and we are being introduced to not only this new character in this new world but this new style from marvel that we really haven't gotten so far and uh i'm i'm excited to see some of the fight scenes which i never thought that i would say about a marvel property but here we are they they uh set the bar pretty high in episode one. And I, I hope that they continue to build on that. Uh, the choreography was so fun and inventive, and it was just cool to see all of the different fighting styles and even how she is reacting and responding to everything that's going on around her and and watching her, especially in that, that extended fight scene, like trying to figure out when and how she should engage and what is her place. And she's observing and taking everything like I love that. It was not only a cool fight scene, but you get to learn about the character at the same time. So it was just it was well done. And I think that is one of the highlights of this episode.
0: Definitely agree. I think it it it's the thing that really like whets your appetite and generates excitement and a uh, thrill for what's to come. I think what also from what I've seen in the actual trailer of, of Echo, it seems like that fight scene is also not the, the like biggest, most flashy, exciting scene that there will be to come, which I think is really smart for them to, you know, give us something great, but also not the greatest thing so that we don't start on such a high and then they can't top that later on. It's kind of the the Mad Max Fury Road problem that you encountered, mm-hmm. which is the yeah. best action scene was the first 20 minutes. And then it was kind of downhill from here. Like it was solid, but it almost feels like, I feel like the, the show is going to give us more. And I mean, I'm excited and intrigued for the bigger, more explosive
1: things that are coming. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I want more yeah. fights, more explosive moments. We're here for it. We are here for the grit. We are. We really are. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Other things that we wanted to talk about or that really stood out
1: to you with this first episode? Uh, I think something uh, something that I really appreciated about this is that uh, the the show does a really good job of – of of introducing us to who maya is and i love that so much of the film or not the film the episode starts out with her with her family and you can see how like tightly knit they are and you can see her you know as this really like a joyful kid and she's in community and she is understood and everybody is signing and it's so amazing uh and then you see just, like, her progress and, and, and getting into this mind of this young girl who has had everything taken from her. And then she moves to New York City, and she is, she is isolated and alone, and that kind of becomes who she is, and that becomes her identity. And so I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how she handles Kind of going back home after being gone for so long and and after becoming somebody completely different and and I hope that the the show goes into her like processing through some of those hard things and and reconciling this place that she loved and the people that she loved and the tragedies that she has endured so I, I just think that there's a lot of opportunity here to just explore her more and I'm I'm just excited to see what this show does with her and uh that I I feel like we've seen characters like leave and then come back and that's like a normal like tropey thing but I think that there's a lot of opportunity here just with the circumstances around Maya to make this really interesting and and meaningful. Yeah,
0: especially because I think one of the themes that seems to be emerging in the show is just like the way that we Process grief and loss, and how we channel that, and maybe some of the the toxic ways we do that, or the ways that we've been manipulated to, and then the ways that we can really truly face some of those things in our lives. And um, I, I I think that the, the they're perfectly positioned for this really complex relationship and dynamic with her and Kingpin, um, because there there is. There, there, there isn't this like genuine, just like simple rivalry between them, or kind of this duel that you see often, and and especially in superhero movies of like these are the good guys and these are the bad guys. Like I think their relationship is far more complex, and they there's ways that they understand each other and 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 know each other deeply that maybe other people in their orbit and their communities don't understand them, and there's something that connects them, but then also maybe they also fuel each other's like, or sides of themselves. Um, There's a really great scene. It's one of my favorites (laughs) with Kingpin, which again, I just wanted this movie to like, like rest in that scene and, and and give us the full indulgence of it. But it's when Kingpin um, tells her essentially like, let me help you release this rage in a productive way. I'm like, First of all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: never trust anyone uh, that tells yeah. you that. <laughs> but two, <laughs> there is like a, um, an understanding that he sees and understands her and what she maybe is looking for, good or bad, and then knows how to channel and use that for his purposes. But also there's something about the their past, perhaps that really caused them to relate to each other and in, in, in a way that no one else can. And I'm excited to see... Hopefully how the show not only gives us the big, explosive, fun fight scenes, of course, but also in this fight between the two of them, they both starting to reconcile those parts of themselves. And the like, will this show really explore those nuances and that complexity? I think it would be cool, but I don't know. We've only got four episodes left to do it. So, mm-hmm. so like, how are we going to tackle all of these themes? I don't know. They might find a way to do it
1: yeah yeah i feel like there's a lot of opportunity for this show to cover a lot but Mm -hmm. as we have mentioned there's only four more episodes so how are you gonna do all of this (laughs) and i'm i'm just i'm i'm not sure i'm so i'm curious what the show is going to choose to prioritize uh because there's only there's a finite number of minutes for this story so How are they going to tie it all together yeah yeah
0: that's so true so true and then i think something that you'd mentioned earlier but is one of the the just amazing things to celebrate about this show is that we've got a protagonist that is from a native american background she is deaf and she's an she has an amputated leg and she is still fighting like a total badass and One little detail that I loved about what this show so far seems to be doing is there's a moment where I think she learns that or she's told or taught by someone in her life, I forget who. Again, lots of details were given. So someone Mm -hmm. taught her. But basically that there is a, a heightened observation that you see her use as her superpower. And because from a young age, she didn't have the ability to hear she is now like supercharged, this other sensory uh, experience to take in the world as inputs. And, and you see her use that in some of those fight sequences of her, her observation is her superpower. And she only has that because she experienced this other um, condition of not being able to hear. And I thought that was such a smart... Just a beautiful choice to, to include that detail. And they did this with the Eternals as well, but the ability to showcase how people with disabilities have incredible superpowers in other ways that we as uh, normal able bodied people don't have at all because we haven't had the need to be able to figure out how to take in the world in a different way and survive and bring that to life. So, I thought that was such a beautiful scene, and um, just so in tune. This show so far, so I hope they continue with more of that because I think it's a really important message. And um, you know, those little details really do matter.
1: And I think that it's also interesting that Echo is in in conversation with Daredevil, and that these two are overlapping because because Matt Murdock, the real life person of the character real, anyway, the the character who is Daredevil is Matt Murdock and he is blind and a superhero. And so I think it's really interesting that you have a blind superhero and a deaf superhero, both coexisting in this same orbit. And even when they were fighting each other, I thought that that was super interesting that uh, they're just going toe -to to toe. But even the way that echo is handling maya's deafness is different than at least i remember uh matt murdoch's blindness being handled by daredevil because it, it's almost like this he he is blind but then he has almost like an additional superpower on top of that it seems like like he's he's almost like too good uh whereas i feel like for maya in echo she is this like badass chick who also just happens to be deaf. And so I I just, it's interesting to contrast these two. It's been a few years Mm. since the Netflix show came out. uh, And so it's just, I, I love how we have increased representation in our superheroes and we don't need to like make a big deal about these things where I feel like, you know, even a few years ago we kind of did, but now it's just like, no, she's she's still a badass chick and she's so good at this stuff and she's deaf and and it doesn't need to be, I don't know, she didn't need to be bit by a radioactive spider to activate her powers or whatever. It's just, it's so cool.
0: Yeah, even, even in a lot of those fight sequences, um, homegirl's got an amputated leg and she is absolutely killing it. And yeah. I love that the show doesn't really feel the need to like overemphasize that to the point where like, okay, we get it. You know, it's like, we know we, she, and and they kind of give the backstory of that with the, the car accident and whatnot, but um we know. And so when you're in those fight sequences and you see her just absolutely killing it, there's this extra layer of like, and she's doing this with an yeah. amputated leg as an amputee and, and just, absolutely demolishing all of her foes. Uh, but I, I it was a very elegant way to do it. It's just like, no, she's done it. She's put in the work. She's done the training and look at her go, you know? There's not the need to like overly make sure that you're aware. Like we are aware. We're cool. It's all good, you know? And it's actually more mm-hmm. exciting and impressive that we can see that and observe that without it being like forced down our throats, which is
1: wonderful. We love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And I don't know, it's just, it's just who the character is. And that's, that's great. You know, Marvel doesn't need to get like a pat on the back, (laughs) because the superhero was created. But it's, I think it's so important that stories like this are being shown and that deaf kids or indigenous kids or kids who have had you know, a leg amputated kid. I mean, hopefully kids aren't watching this because it is pretty gritty. But once they get to an appropriate age, they're able to watch this and, and see them self represented in some way on the screen. And that's just that's so important. And I, I love that we get that.
0: Yes, yes. And we haven't even really touched on fully yet, but the the fact that she's a Native American and it's so beautifully woven into the story. There's this this celebration of um, their roots. She is too going back to her roots, which I think is really fascinating. Um, I learned reading afterwards that um, the actress Alakwa uh, Cox grew up on a reservation. And so just like the the willingness to commit to the authenticity of this character um, and her understanding of that culture and that experience and her ability to bring that to this role, it's just really cool and exciting. I also didn't know that um, her role in Hawkeye was her first acting performance, which is wild to me. So yeah. that is thrilling as well. Yeah. Just so cool the way that they are looking for great talent and bringing them into roles like this, you
1: know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's, she is great, great. in this too. Mm-hmm. It's, it was so fun to, to watch her. So like with sign language, it's really interesting because it, it's similar to how you sign is kind of similar in a way to like how you speak and you can learn a little bit about a person's character or personality not character but their personality based on the way that they speak and it's a little bit Mm -hmm. similar with sign language too there's these nuances and you can tell stuff about you know maybe a person's personality you know whether they're a loud talker or a soft talker based on how they sign and and there's all of these little details in there and so it was really interesting just watching how she communicates and and you can learn so much about her and I think especially when that's contrasted with with how she was as a kid and then you see her as an adult and she's she's using very like small hand motions or she's only signing Mm -hmm. with one hand when the sign is actually normally with two and and these like little things to just show that she is She is shut down and she is disengaged and and is used to being alone and 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 doesn't want to be bothered, doesn't want to connect. And I love that that this actress is is communicating so much uh, through this character and she does it Mm. absolutely phenomenally. It's it's great. I'm so excited to just like watch more from her. She's doing a great job in this she is she really is she is
0: bringing a fabulous performance i think like the character itself is really fascinating so give this give her more time y'all tell a good story i hope they do it well i really hope they do it well because Mm -hmm. everything about this premise and their commitment to going a little bit grittier for marvel and by marvel standards um is is exciting so i hope i hope this is awesome
1: i hope so too because I don't know. It's, it's one that like, I want to root for. and I yes, want, exactly. I want exactly. this to be good just because I don't, it's such a fascinating story and it's so different than what we've come to expect from Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anything else that we want to hit on before we transition to TV and S awards? Uh, I would just like to say that I don't think that Maya has watched the wire uh, because you come at the king, you best not miss. Like, <laughs> if you had watched The Wire. Oh, my gosh. Well, well done. Well done.
0: That was very well done. I was like, where saying, was going
1: with this? <laughs> if you watch The Wire, it can help you in many, yes. many facets of life, especially if you're trying to take down... Uh, a man's yes. empire, yes. Like, watch The Wire beforehand. That's all I'm
0: saying. You know, ne- always just great life advice in general. I think mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, if you're not also not looking to take over a criminal empire, also watch The Wire.
1: That's true. <laughs> you never just know. You never when know. When in doubt, watch yes. The Wire. It's great. When in life doubt. lessons abound.
0: <laughs> um my little shout out is for the the roller rink. There's this giant mural sign, whatever that says make America skate again. Yes. (laughs) And I cracked up at that. I thought it was just also just such a smart little detail to just quickly and efficiently communicate like a sense of time and place and like who are inhabiting this community and and what are the dynamics of this specific neighborhood of Oklahoma just
1: very efficient (laughs) oh yeah so good so funny (laughs) you know you're in Oklahoma it's perfect yeah yeah all right uh let's give out some awards shall
0: we we've got three fabulous categories here uh, let's explain them quickly and then we will dive right in and hands, hands, mouth. The first category is achievement in superhero-ing.
1: <laughs> Sarah, do you want to explain this category? Uh, yes. So, you know, superheroes are so good at just swooping in, blowing something up, and then just leaving without a trace. And... Mm. So for that, I would like to give this award to Hawkeye for just casually dropping into the middle of this episode, telling her that Fisk is actually the one that killed her dad and then just leaving. <laughs> Never to be seen again in this episode. And so he gets <sighs> oh. the award in my book. Oh, that's a great,
0: great choice. Really, really good one. Yeah. <laughs> Never to be seen again. No, except for like on TV, the little footage of like Spider-Man was out again in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's a sense of mystery there. Um, mm-hmm. I gave this word to the moment where she's in the boxing ring. It's a very small little mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. and she's his weak hand and she just absolutely pummels him. So, you know, good superheroing means you know your strengths and you use them to the fullest. And Mm -hmm. that was a great little moment of her superhero. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a great superhero. That was a good superhero moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Our next category is achievement in grit. So this felt fitting because Marvel's going gritty, y'all. <laughs> no longer are we doing the like feel good, good natured characters, funny little you know vanilla comedic moments. Uh, very polished, all the good things. No, we're 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 getting some blood going on. We're getting some some kills. Lots of different weapon choices, a wide array. Um, so Achieving and grit. This feels like a fitting award. Who? Or what moment are you giving this one to?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm giving this to Maya for uh, doing surgery on herself with dental floss. It's <laughs> a good choice.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that! Like whoever the set designers were, were great choice on the like teal blue dental floss as well (laughs) this was not white dental floss yeah oh just seeing that intertwined with her wound was quite quite something all right i am giving this award to maya as well and it's for shooting fisk specifically in his eye Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i just thought that was just like the ultimate like f you choice to just you know Sorry, but uh, we're taking out this very important organ that you might need. And uh, that was great. That was really
1: great. Yeah. And you know, like, she's so good. You know, that was an intentional choice. She was aiming for his eyeball. You go, girl. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. All right. Our third category is
0: achievement in words. And uh, what is this award for? You might ask. It is for the best line delivered in the episode so we love to celebrate you know just great screenwriting great dialogue and uh this is our ode to that that um what's your what what line are you giving this one to uh
1: so this is i'm trying to think like how how i do this because i'm going to reference something that was signed uh okay but this is an audio format but uh Maya's cousin Biscuit. They're having a conversation and he says understood. And he doesn't use the sign for understood. He Uh instead takes the sign for stand and he inverts it and he flips it upside down. So like the sign for stand, you're using your hand as if your fingers are your legs and you're standing up and he turns it upside down. So you are literally standing upside down you are understood and I just thought that that was so funny smart that he's using a play on words I didn't know if it was like an intentional thing like he's like so witty or he just forgot the sign for understood so he did this thing but either way I loved that little word play that was included and so I think that he gets the achievement in words that is so good I love it Wow. See, these are
0: the details that you get to delight mm-hmm. over because you know I so and mm-hmm. I do not. And so there's a whole world of nuance and and detailing and, and delight that I think is so great.
1: Cool that yeah. you noticed that. And that's really neat. I honestly, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious that he did that. Uh, so I was, so I was just so tickled. I was so pleased Yay. that that was included in here. I love it.
0: Um, My line that I would like to celebrate is Kingpin saying, let me help you release this rage in a productive way. And I think just like visually, it's this like giant man in a white suit in front of you, offering you what sounds to be like, a very logical choice. Like, okay, yes, I have a lot of rage and it would be helpful for it to be released in a productive way. But just the whole thing was so ridiculous. This young girl who's been through so much, like surely this cannot be good. Uh, so I just, I I found that very, just like a fascinating way that Kingpin also views the world as positioning
1: his proposal to her. I just, I just got a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And he is an interesting character. So I'm, I'm glad that we get to see him in this because I, I think he's going to be a really good, uh, interesting, kind of like sparring partner for Maya. Mm-hmm. So this should be really fun to see more of him. Yeah, yeah. They're so
0: both so strong headed and stubborn and ambitious and persistent. This will be really, really great. All right. And uh, we will wrap up with what are you looking ahead, uh, excited to see in the rest of the episodes?
1: Uh, so it's it's some of the things that we've already talked about. You know, I want to see maybe a more cohesive story than we saw in this. Uh, I want to see more of Matt Murdock because he's just a fun character. And so it'd be fun to see them interact. Uh, and And one thing that is kind of a little detail that I'm very interested to see um, is oh gosh, how do i how do I make this concise? Um, Maya has a sign name, so like instead of actually like finger spelling out her name, there is a a sign name that she is given that we only see used with her family and oh. and then when she moves to New York um we don't see that sign name used anymore. And even when the interpreter references her, the interpreter spells out Maya. And there could be reasons for that. So I might be just like reading way too much into it. But I was wondering if that signals her kind of like shutting down and and leaving her past behind leaving her family behind even in some ways leaving her name behind leaving her identity behind um and so I'm really interested to see if if that choice was intentional and if we'll see some development of that in the next few episodes Mm -hmm. or if that just like happened to be like what happened like there are other explanations to it but I'm I'm curious to see that development and if we if and how we see her maybe like regaining those portions of her, her identity and like reintegrating those back into her life. And I wonder if that will include her sign name. Uh, mm. I don't know. So that's mm-hmm. something that I'm just keeping an eye on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Looking for as mm-hmm. the next episodes unfold, uh, you'll have to keep us posted. All right. We'll let if you know the next ones. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to let me know. Um, I'm here for some great kills. So I would love to see all kinds of creative ways that um, we take people out. Mm -hmm. Always here for that. (laughs) Um, I would love to see some kingpin, just wild craziness going on. Um, I feel like, Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like maybe this was intentional by the show, but we get like a little taste of him, but it felt like a little bit of a tease i'm like i want to know so much more about this character um and we get a couple scenes with him but they didn't really feel like a full meal so i'm looking for a full meal of some kingpin action um where we just get to like really sink into that character which i think we will get in episode two i'm Mm -hmm. confident and then i think that there's this interesting like family dynamic that's that they're teeing up Um, there's clearly something that has gone down between her and Bonnie. Um, there's some interesting dynamics that she has with her cousins and the whole, you know, past stuff. And so in a lot of ways, while this is going to be a like thrilling action show, I think that there's also just like maybe hopefully this family drama aspect of it as well that the show seems to be teeing up so i'm intrigued to see how that plays out once again i'm like there's not much time so yeah i'm just so intrigued like you mentioned earlier like what will they choose to prioritize that in and of itself will be a fascinating question that we will get answered over the next four episodes um because there's only a limited amount of time so where will they choose to spend um their screen time on Is it mostly in this kingpin dynamic? Is it with the family stuff? There's also this whole like mythology around um, the Choctaw and their origins, which I thought was just interestingly like thrown in there for, again, more exposition. So, how
1: are these things going to come together? We shall see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's trying to take over a whole empire too. Like, yeah. She she has a a lot of things going on here. We're we're juggling a lot of plates. A lot yes. of irons are in the fire. Indeed, what, indeed. What's gonna happen next? We don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But thankfully Kingpin and her seem to value productivity. So this is true. We will find yes. way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey to cover any- a lot
0: of ground in a short amount of time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That should be it should be fun to see how all of these puzzle pieces potentially come it's together. Better. Yes, that's a good way to say it. We've collected all of our puzzle pieces and now we're
0: going to start to put them together. All right. Well, this was our review and discussion of episode one. You can find Echo available out on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of TV&Us. We're just so excited to be back again. Our name, TVNS, sums it up. We're big fans of TV and the powerful ways we connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about all of us and our shared stories. So everyone is welcome here. And we're so glad you spent time with us today as we continued our journey through Echo. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a rating and review, letting us know your thoughts about Echo. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at tvnspod or email us at tvnspod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss episode two. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll talk again very soon.